Why do we work hard to solve small problems? Why do we reinvent ourselves and our clients over and over? And why are we giving away marketing strategy for free? It's time to bring home bigger paychecks. It's time to create the lifestyle we deserve and to make a greater impact. This is the Fractional CMO Show, and I'm Casey Stanton. Join me as we explore this growing industry and learn to solve bigger problems. Hey, it's Casey here, and welcome back to another episode of the Fractional CMO Show. Today, I want to talk to you about a bit of a mental model for you to put in your toolbox and to pull out as needed when you're working with your clients. So we're going to talk about you stepping into a company and acting as their CMO. And that's how I think of fractional CMOs, right? You're the chief marketing officer. You might serve multiple companies as a chief marketing officer, but you're the chief marketing officer. So just like first and foremost, when I say you're the CMO, I mean likely that you're the fractional CMO, but the whole, like the organization always looks at you as the CMO. You're given the same rights and privileges as a full-time CMO, right? You're just paid a little differently and you have multiple clients and you make more than a normal CMO. Okay. All right. So let's say you step into an organization as the CMO, fractional CMO, and um, as you're working with them, you look into, let's just for simplicity, let's just say that they are running MailChimp. Okay. And hopefully there's something more sophisticated that they're using for sending emails than MailChimp. But just to boil it down to utter simplicity for the sake of this example, let's just talk about an organization that's using MailChimp. Now, MailChimp, it's a good email tool. Um, it does sending emails well. Um, it has web forms. I personally haven't used it in a while. I always found their web form creation to be incredibly clunky. One thing um, that I have struggled with forever is CSS, cascading style sheets. I can't, for the, the life of me, figure them out. Um, which is good, right? As CMOs, we don't have to figure that out. We can just hire the people who can figure it out and have them do the work. But, um, you know, MailChimp has its pluses and it has its minuses. So let's say you go work with a client and they have a MailChimp list. And that MailChimp list, just for the sake of argument, is 40,000 people on it. And you notice that as you kind of poke in and start to assess what they've got going on, and you're in the first 30 days or so with that client and you're getting your arms wrapped around everything, you realize that they have in MailChimp all of these contacts, and some are tagged, some are tagged about events that they came from, uh, or um, maybe something that they purchased. Uh, most of them don't have tags. There's a bunch of tags that are like poorly used with weird naming conventions or partially adopted naming conventions. And you just realize what a mess that org is. Like the account is just kind of full of garbage. Now there's good leads in there, but it's just kind of like just really disorganized. So what do you do? Well, you know that at some point that has to get cleaned up. Is it the most important thing to do? Probably not. Is it an important thing to do at some point? Yes. So when you find it's the right time, in your priority list of, of marketing campaigns to work on, you say, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to like lead a strategy around getting this MailChimp account cleaned up. And as you lay it out, you start thinking, okay, what do I really want? Well, first I want to be able to run reports that say, show me anyone who's ever bought a product from us. Show me the people who are active on the email list, who are opening and consuming our emails. And then later on, you're going to be able to want to run more complex reports. Show me everyone who bought product A 
and who is active on our email list but has not bought product B. Now, that's a very important list to be able to pull. And maybe you're saying, hey, Casey, shouldn't you use a CRM for that? And the answer is like, yes, absolutely. But in this example of a very simple company, they don't have a CRM and they just have MailChimp. It's more common than I think any of us want to admit to. That That's kind of the reality of these companies. Um, today, a lot of companies are very successful just running like a really sloppy MailChimp uh, deployment. So you come up with this new naming convention, new strategy, new structure that you want to see the email software have. And you have debt that you have to pay off. Debt. So the model I want you to put in your toolbox today is this idea of debt versus net new. Debt versus net new. Net new is easy, right? It's just like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to create new rules every time someone purchases, you know, in this example, let's say it's Shopify. Let's say every time they purchase something from Shopify, then a tag gets added to the uh, contact in MailChimp that says that they are a purchaser of this um, product or service or whatever. So that's your net new, everything new, all new leads that come in, all new customers that come through, all new uh, purchases that happen, all apply this new tagging convention. And that's great, like pretty simple. But you have debt to pay off, which is the 40,000 people in the um, database that don't have these tags. So what do you do? Well, you, you got to figure it out. And, and I don't have an answer for you. What do you do in that situation? Maybe you run a report to figure out the most active folks there and you migrate them over and you give them some kind of a, um, uh, like a, an old tag that says like imported on and then like the date. Um, so you can kind of start fresh. Maybe you're um, mailing people and asking them to do something to give them their first tag. Um, maybe you remove all the tags from them if it's, if it's garbage, whatever it is. But there's this idea that you have to pay off that debt and then you have the net new. So as you think about working on a project, just hold those two things, net new versus debt. What's another example of net new versus debt? Well, I see it often in um, half-baked deployments. So there's something that's maybe relatively straightforward, let's say. You're trying to build a community um, uh, for your client. Like you want them to have a community for their customers to communicate or their prospects to communicate. So you spit up some software for that and you find a great piece of software and you deploy it uh, because there's a deadline, right? So you hire a tech and the tech comes in and sets everything up and they provision a server for it and you get everything linked up and there's a credentialing process where folks sign up and then they get access to the forum and right, like... You don't have to understand technologically how to do that, but you get that. Yes, like, yes, I could identify that it would be great for some types of customers or, excuse me, companies to have a forum. And two, uh, yeah, I think it would make sense that I could uh, assign someone the job to figure out the right forum software for us and then hire a developer to deploy that and potentially manage it long term. Cool. Great. So let's say that's a process in the marketing Um work that you're doing. And you might be saying, Casey, but that feels like technology. And yeah, the line blurs a little bit sometimes around kind of product and marketing. Marketing steps into product a bit. Sometimes you are the person whose job it is, who is responsible for figuring out what the company needs. Sometimes the company needs a forum. Sometimes the company needs a new product. Sometimes the company needs a salesperson who's picking up the phone and dialing qualified leads that come in. 
Like your role as the CMO oftentimes is to kind of figure that stuff out. You got to be super helpful there. So let's just say in this example that you've identified that a forum is needed or useful and you have a deadline to hit and you don't really know this development stuff. Um, so you hire a developer and they say, sure, I can do it. And they develop it and deploy it and everything's great and it works and you launch and you get a bunch of people to sign up on the forum and that's awesome. But you didn't think like a chief technology officer would who thinks, ooh, should we do single sign-on? Should we have a credentialing um, uh, provider? A credentialing provider is uh, a piece of software that runs kind of the credentialing that then grants access to other tools within the ecosystem that allow for that credentialing. So I mean by that is like, have you ever logged into um, a website with Google? You click on like the login with Google, login with Facebook, login with Slack, login with GitHub, login with Twitter, whatever. That's using a technology most commonly, um, OAuth, O-A-U-T-H, OAuth. And OAuth is a, <clears throat> I think it's an open source uh, protocol to allow you to authenticate into a website. If you were thinking long term for your client, you might think, hey, when we launch this, we actually want to do an OAuth login and we want to grant people access to our Shopify site and to the forum. But because you launch without considering it, you're launching only with credentialing into the forum, not to the Shopify site. So in that way, when someone wants to buy another product, they have to log in with a different username and password. It's clunky. It creates friction and drag. It reduces the likelihood of people buying because they have to remember their password and then they have to reset their password and they get in their email. Then once they're in their email, they see an email from something that's more important and then they just never purchase from you. So developing any kind of user experience is, an, is a common way to create tech debt because you deployed something functioning too early without considering the implication of it. And I'm not going to suggest that like it's your job to stop and not deploy the thing, first of all, and miss the deadline because you couldn't do it perfectly. But you have to know that maybe you're creating a little bit of debt that's going to have to get paid off later. And what that debt, honestly, in that situation could look like is the need to merge a couple hundred accounts. And you'll have to hire a developer to come in and do something with a database to do some merging. And maybe you have to send an email to a bunch of people to have them reset their password because for some reason you couldn't move the password from the old credentialing process to the new one or whatever. Um, and you just have to accept that those things can happen and then you create a process around it. So that's net new versus debt, right? The net new in that situation would be all new people who sign up after you have this new credentialing process uh, are going to have a great experience. They're going to have the ideal experience where they log into one place and now they're logged into multiple places. So just hold on to this mental model. Hold on to this thought, this, this process, like this, this consideration that what you may see is a net new versus debt issue. What you may experience with your client is that you're going to roll into a team and you've got like this old school team and they're not very tech enabled and they're used to communicating on all the different channels, like a bazillion channels. They're used to communicating on um, Slack, text message, email, Skype, Facebook Messenger. I don't know. However, they communicate with one another. That's how they communicate. 
and you want everyone on one centralized communication channel, like I talk about in my book, The Fractional CMO Method, this work in public idea. If you want that outcome, you're going to have to like really work hard with the current employees or contractors or the agency that your client has to get them all to adopt that thing. You've got a debt to kind of pay off there, right? A way of doing things that existed before you. And then with everyone new that comes in, it's easy. Everyone new that comes in, you say, hey, welcome to the team. We're so glad you're here. The way that we communicate is exclusively through this channel. So you never have to pay off that debt later, right? But oftentimes when you start a new project, there's a lot of debt that you got to get through. I often see, you know, the, kind of the worst of them are, are consultants who come in thinking that they can do more than they can because they just have a good idea, but they don't have a means to get people to take action because they're just consultants. They're coming in and just kind of running their mouth um, and they're not really creating change. They're saying, you should do it this way, not... I'm going to step in and support you and be the leader that you need to help you get the things to happen. That's what we do as CMOs. So those consultants come in, they have these ideas, nothing really happens. The difference between you and that consultant is that you're bending your client and their team to your client's will to get the outcomes that you need. And you know the process for that. So these consultants will come in and just say, you should do these things. You come in and you're very different. You say, this is what we got to do. This is what we currently have. For all the new, this is going to be the experience. And for all the debt, this is how we're going to you know, mitigate that. Here's how we're going to handle all of that. Here's how we're going to um, do a custom process to merge these records or update these people or you know, do whatever. It's when companies forget about that debt that they run into a lot of trouble. I mean, you'll find this in, with uh, like SaaS software providers. They're really excited to get your client set up on some new software, but they're going to kind of forget all about all the past customers who weren't, you know, who, who came in previously who aren't now on the new software. Happened to me at my doctor's office. You know, I joined the practice just before they migrated to a new, um, I don't even know, HIPAA compliant uh, patient management software. And I had physical papers that I signed and then I went in later and I had to like re-sign everything in the digital form. Well, they put the onus on me to help them kind of adopt this technology where I think what they should have done is hired someone to run through the filing cabinets and scan all those documents so I didn't have to do it again. So that's the debt versus net new. Put that tool in your toolbox. Think of it. You know, when you, when you step into a problem, don't forget about the debt. Also know that when you take action, sometimes you're going to create debt that has to get paid off later. And sometimes that that's the right move. It's better to have speed than to have perfection from the start. You know, your client would be much happier making money than having the most perfect marketing software system uh, from the jump. They'd rather you come in and be effective than you make things perfect before you could be effective. Right. So you just got to figure out what that line is. Every client, it's different. I can't give you like a panacea for everyone, a one size fits all thing. Um, but what I will say is that your client will get frustrated. Your clients will get frustrated if you spend your time building things to perfection instead of getting an immediate result wherever you can. All right. Um, I am 
interested in having a conversation with you and, and to know if we can help you be a fractional CMO that is in demand and is closing clients that pay them three, five, ten, or even $15,000 a month or more. Um, I was just chatting with one of our clients, uh, excuse me, one of our members uh, inside the CMOX Accelerator, and he's doing like $43,000 a month. Um, incredible uh, to see him do that. And it took him six months to build his practice, literally from zero. He uh, left, uh, sold his agency, and then um, built up a practice as a fractional CMO. Just exciting to watch that happen. If if you're interested in getting my support and my team's support and to use our processes to go out and attract, convert, and serve high-paying clients on your terms, I encourage you to reach out and book a call with my team. Just head over to cmox.co forward slash call and book a time with my team. Super low pressure. We'll see if we can help you. And if we can, we'll tell you how. All right. Head over to cmox.co slash call. I'll catch you later. See ya. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more information and episodes, visit our site at fractionalcmoshow.com. Go ahead and punch that like and subscribe button on your favorite podcast app. It means a lot, at least to my mom. 